Hey, welcome everyone to Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. So good to have you. Um, appreciate all you guys faithfully listening, uh, catching us now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, we uh, always ask for requests of Bible verses um, because normally our normal thing would do is take one from the U version verse of the day, but always willing to entertain your requests. Why do I bring that up now? One, because we you go ahead and email us a verse and uh, we'd be more ha- more than happy to put it on the docket and take it on. But two, because that's what we're going to do today, okay? We have a request of a well-known verse that I'm glad someone asked for because I really, I, I love when a verse that we kind of assume we know what it means. I like to shine a light on it and see if context and um, what the original author was trying to say, it's always going to deepen it and make it more valuable, not less, okay? So I think that's one of these verses, so let's get into it. Our request comes from 2 Timothy um, chapter 2. So there's two, um, two Timothys, and both of them are letters from Paul um, to, a, to an apprentice of his, um, a young pastor that he was uh, training. And then also, you know, he places him in a place of authority over a church. He makes him an elder, a pastor at a church that he planted. And then he keeps giving him instruction and encouragement, and he's helping him grow up in the faith, okay? If you are in any kind of Christian ministry, and I mean any kind, so, you know, volunteer, paid, not paid, half paid, any kind of Christian ministry, you could do a lot worse for yourself than to make a careful study of First and Second Timothy. It's just good stuff, okay? And um, our verse takes us to that second letter. So um, this letter is full of advice from an older man in the faith, the Apostle Paul, to a younger man in the faith, Timothy, who is, you know, this is not, um, there's nothing, you know what I love about two Timothys, both of them, first and second, is that there's nothing theoretical in them. It's all practical. So Timothy's up to his eyebrows in it, as I'm sure you feel like you are from day to day living for God and trying to show other people the gospel. And it's um, everything in First and Second Timothy means to be used in the real world. So it makes it very, very valuable. Now, you don't find yourself in a Greco-Roman world um, as the lead elder of a church in the first, second century. So you're wondering, what can this have to do with me? And that is great thinking, okay? That means you won't take something that was meant for Timothy from Paul and immediately apply it to yourself. Instead, you'll contextualize it, which is the right thing to do, and a big part of what we do here on the podcast. So um, this letter is not to you. It's not to me, except for the fact that the Holy Spirit uh, used Paul's experiences and knowledge and writing here to Timothy. He inspired it so that we could know um, that we have the written word of God here. And so knowing that this is good advice from a man of God to another man of God in, in the ministry of Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And also knowing the really cool fact that um, we are in that same line, so to speak. So there's not been a new church. Jesus hadn't had to scrap the whole thing and start over again in um, Western America. <laughs> Instead, uh, the same movement that he started in Israel, um, he's continuing today. And we are a part of that church that has turned the world upside down, okay? So we find ourselves in the same work here. And so we can take a lot of what Paul says to Timothy and use it for ourselves. Okay, so you're saying, okay, Josiah, good for you. That's enough. What's the verse? All right, I hear you. Here we go. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 reads in the ESV, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed 
rightly handling the word of truth. And uh, a lot of people are familiar with the King James Version, which says rightly dividing the word of truth, okay? Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, okay? So what is Paul trying to tell Timothy originally? So he's, what is he trying to tell Timothy originally? He's uh, telling him that a part of his job, you know, because he says a worker who has no need to be ashamed. And um, our context tells us, we looked at our larger context, which is this is a letter of direction and instruction and help and encouragement from Paul to Timothy. But er, just earlier in the chapter, so starting at the ver- uh, beginning of chapter 2, Paul uses two pictures to help Timothy picture the Christian life. And I have to be careful, you know, as usual, as I say often. I don't, I can't get too lost down these rabbit trails. But so just briefly, at the beginning of this chapter in our context, he uses two um, pictures, at least two. And there might be more I'm forgetting about. But he uses two major pictures to show Timothy what the Christian life is like. The first one he uses is a good soldier. So he says, Timothy, be a good soldier of the faith. You know, a good soldier doesn't get entangled in civilian affairs. A good soldier does what his commander tells him to do. Um, Then he uses another picture, which is the athlete. He says, you know, the Christian life is a lot like an athlete. Um, An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Keep that in mind, Timothy. And then actually there's a third one. See, I knew there was more than one. No, two. So in verse 6 he says, it's the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. So, and Paul knows he's just dropping these little proverbial type things. He knows he's like not explaining extensively, but he's just giving pictures to Timothy, like, "Hey, be a soldier, be a good athlete, be a good farmer." As it comes to your your walk with God, and we know that you know we already know Paul's doing that. But in case we didn't know, he he signals it in verse seven. He says, "Think over what I say." Okay, so he already knew that they would need more unpacking and things like that. He goes, soldier, farmer, athlete, think about that, Timothy, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Okay, so then he goes on, he talks about living for God, and then here he's pointing at another picture in 15. Do your best to present yourself to one, uh, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker. You see that? He just keeps using these pictures of, uh, of life in order so that Timothy doesn't think that being a Christian, being a pastor, being an elder is something unlike anything else in the world because it's not. Um, it can be compared to a soldier, an athlete, a farmer. And here he's saying, hey, when you handle the word of God, rightly handling the word of truth, the word of God, when you unpack the scriptures for people, Timothy, make sure you do it as a worker who has no need to be ashamed. And I love that. I love that picture, you know. Um, I've worked in restaurants. I've worked in factories. Um, Great thing that happened to me when I was working in a factory one time, and my job was to work this machine, operate a machine that packaged medicine. And we had a tool die on there that when it would come down on this long line of blister packs, it would put the um, perforation in there so that you can rip the blister pack open. So the next time you can't get your medicine out of one of those annoying packs, at least you know who to cuss in your mind. It's people like me and others. So I let, okay, listen, I was, I'm at this job and I'm very, you know, you want to keep your job, you know, being fired, no fun. And I'm operating this machine and I had to adjust something on the perforation tool die and I left it unscrewed so that it was not making little perforations. But I didn't know that until something like, $5,000 worth of merchandise or something like that went by unpunctured. 
Now, we didn't have to throw the medicine away because they can get it back out. But all that packaging stuff and all that time lost was like, oh, man. So at that time, when I did not go back and make sure that that tool die was um, screwed down tight so as to put the perf in the blisters like it was supposed to, I was a worker who had reason to be ashamed. I had to go show myself to my supervisor and be like, hey, dude, I just wasted like five grand of the company's money. And that was hard, Easton. Hmm. It was hard. That would feel uh, slightly awkward. Okay. So if nothing else. Yo, it was awkward, dude. It was hard. Okay. So, what? Okay. That's an earthy, normal picture that I hope you feel with me because that is all. It, Paul is saying nothing more, but nothing less. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed. Do a good job, Timothy. Be thorough. Check things. Do a good job. Rightly handling the word of truth. Okay. So, big part, and we know this from 1 Timothy. A big part of Timothy's job as an elder in his church was to present the scriptures. You're supposed to read them publicly because um, so many people back then were not able to read, and this was a, you know, a vital function for churches back then would to be for someone who could read to read the scriptures so others could hear them, and then also to explain, to give the sense, to explain the scriptures. Okay, so rightly handling those things, do a good job. Okay, now this what I love about context. This will be brief, but I think it's important. What'll be What's cool about context is this could just be a one-off. It could just be 2 Timothy 2.15 has one thing to say. Be careful with how you handle the Bible. Okay, that's true. But help me, you know, like, like how could I go wrong? Like maybe I'm going wrong right now and I don't know and I don't want to. I want to be, I want to present myself to God as one approved. I want to rightly handle the word of truth. Like what sort of thing does Paul have in mind? What's cool is, all you have to do is go back to verse 14. So this is 2 Timothy 2.15. Go to 14 real quick, and Paul's addressing an overall problem in the church. So here he goes. Remind them of these things, what he just said before, and charge them before God not to quarrel about words. Quarrel, an old-fashioned word that means argue, you know, argue, have a problem with each other. And charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good but only ruins the hearers. I can't speak for you, but as I'm reading 2 Timothy 2.14, I am seeing so many times in my life as, as I watched people argue about the Bible. Use the Bible to beat each other over the head. Use the Bible to prove a point. Use the Bible to destroy a brother. And I'm just reminded of that. Remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good but only ruins the hearers. It's right then, okay, that was 14, where Paul says, don't use the Bible to start arguments. Verse 15 says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. 16 puts us right back in the context of starting fights with the Bible. 16 says, but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. It's a disease that can rot your limbs also um if you're wondering uh what that noise is that would be the air conditioning which we normally don't have but it's later in the day when is, we're recording this is there a train going by Easter? yeah there's also uh some musicians practicing downstairs so uh i'm sure you'll hear it but um i'm sure you can also handle it so just want to let you know we're okay we're safe there's not a train barreling towards us and it's easier to pay attention when we're talking about something like gangrene. Am I right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so Paul's telling Timothy that these sorts of arguments and arguments over words are so deadly they'll spread through a church like gangrene. Then he gives an example. Paul names names. He says, among people who do this, verse 17, among them are Hermanius and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some, but God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Okay? So there's so many directions here, so many things we could do, but just keeping it simple and keeping to our original purpose here is that do your best to present yourself as a good worker and rightly handling the word of truth. There could be a lot of ways we could go wrong, but one way, let's at least pay attention to the one that Paul points is actually pointing Timothy to here in our context, which is this. Arguments over words that ruin the hearers. We're supposed to use the scriptures to correct, reproof, love, encourage, build up, build up the church. But if people want to use it to start little arguments over words, Paul says it ruins everybody who hears it. <laughs> Isn't that strong? And then in 16 he says, and avoid irreverent babble. That means no reverence for God and yet you babble on about the Bible. It will lead people into more and more ungodliness. And their talk will spread like gangrene. So rightly handing the word of truth. Um, one side, Paul's warning Timothy about people who like to quarrel over the word. Other side, he's warning about people who like to irreverently, with no respect for God, babble on about the Bible and cause trouble throughout whole churches. And then he gives a couple of examples, okay? So thanks for the request, uh, 2 Timothy 2.15, an important verse. Um, Paul is saying something pretty good, pretty simple there. And um, it's, I think our context helps us understand that. So thanks for listening. I know this air conditioning is <laughs> makes it seem like we're taking off in an airplane. So It's great for us. Yeah, it's blowing on me. It's making everything better. So we'll just call it a day, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace.